This is an Average Fan Podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. Continue to like, rate, and subscribe. Make sure to share. Now streaming on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. This is an Average Fan Podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Average Fan Podcast, your host, L. Jones. We're here to talk about that wild card weekend. Man, was it crazy. So, let me ask y'all something. What what game really, what game stuck out the most to y'all when y'all watched wild card weekend? Because we can can go so many different ways with this one tonight, all right? So, as always, I can't do it without y'all. So, for the fans, for the fans out there, give yourself a round of applause. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you, because without y'all, I don't I don't, I don't, don't have nothing. I don't have nothing. Y'all can stop that. Y'all can stop. It's good. It's good. So, welcome back. Continue to rate, like, subscribe to an Average Fan Podcast. Y'all can find it on Apple, Spotify, Amazon. We're out there. And, oh, yeah, share. Share that podcast. So, wild card weekend, it was crazy. We had some good games. Y'all, look, we saw a lot of growth in some teams. We we saw a lot of it just, <sighs> we saw some growth, y'all. That's all I'm going to say. We saw some growth, okay? Five and one wild card, wild card record this week for the home squad. So, average fan podcast. If y'all fans, if you're listeners, if y'all went ahead, and y'all just picked y'all games. How did y'all do with y'all picks? Right? How did y'all do? Man, picking these games are fun. Um, just even even with some friends, just try it out. It's a good little exercise, man. Keep your mind off of the hustle and bustle. And it gets you into the games. And that that's the why we do it. It's so much fun. So when we talk about this recap, y'all, let's start with the early game, which was San Francisco at home, Levi Stadium, they were taking on Seattle. Man, this was a good one, okay? Started out, San Francisco jumped on them 10 nothing, man, early. And then we saw Seattle come back, and it was just like, what? First half, you could see Brock Purdy struggle. I ain't going to say the moment was too big for him. I'm gonna just say that Brock really wanted to go out there and make a statement, and he was making he was making some errors, and some throws. Obviously, he wish he could have back, you know, all the good cliche stuff. But more than importantly, I think he pressed a little bit. But the 49ers overall, they dialed it in in the second half and took over. Shout out to Shanahan, man, the QB whisperer of the NFL. This man right here, and this is no disrespect to Brock Purdy, right? But this is just where he was drafted at. Mr. AKA Irrelevant, right? No one really gave him a chance. Those who watch college football saw what he was at Iowa State. Know who he had in the backfield with him. Speedy recovery to him on his rookie year. This year playing for the Jets and Mr. Hall. So you knew what Purdy presented when it came down to the quarterback position. He was tough. He was going to compete. And that's one thing that we've talked about on this podcast that we've heard mentioned 
and interviews about just how Brock Purdy is just really that type of quarterback in the sense of he's a leader. And the older guys, they kind of rally around that. So first half, he looked like a rookie. Finally, he looked human, right? Because it had come so easy for him. And then the second half hit after Seattle was able to rattle off those 17 second quarter points and taking the lead at halftime. Woo! Talk about sweating. 49ers knew what it was. They crunk up their defense. They got the plays dialed in. They started using that boy Kittle. Kittle is the mismatch, man, because Kittle don't mind blocking you. And you get so in tune with just wrestling with Kittle all game long. Next thing you know, he just snuck out past you because you think he's about to block, and he's open for a 25, 30-yard game. So the boy be balling. He went to tight end, you, a.k.a. Iowa. So we know what's up with George Kittle and what he's able to do. All right? But that second half defense was huge, y'all. Six points only for the Seahawks in the second half, and that was kind of it. As you think about it, San Francisco comes out. They have a good drive in the third quarter, uh, able to get a touchdown. And then uh, they went on to that fourth quarter. Debo Samuel, man, hey, that boy is a magician with the rock. The way he, yeah, man, he could do so many things. He took that little, he took the little crosser, man, and just, he didn't, he did not run his blocks. He just set it up, rolled it like he might go out of bounds, and then just took that thing off down the sideline. That's what you love to see. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest, y'all. NLC-wise, we give a lot of love, a lot of love to the Eagles, and rightfully so. But when you talk about complete teams, right, we talk about complete teams because let's not get it twisted. They do have a run game as well. So Debo don't always have to be the running back now, and that's what makes them dangerous because now you got more plays at your disposal because who you got back there? Who do we got back there, L? Y'all know we got C-Mac, Christian McCaffrey. 15 rushes, 119 yards, 7.8 on the ground. Debo give you 32. Right there, you're just doing something. Brock Purdy, he's showing you. I can scramble. I can do this, do that. So, shout out to him and everything that he is doing. Growth, y'all. We're going to continue that theme this whole episode, growth. We saw a lot of growth on Saturday. So, if San Francisco was able to pull away, 41-23 in this one. Just looked like a complete team. And their next game will be very good as they will be taking on the Cowboys. And those who grew up in the 90s or was young in the 90s and fell in love with football, you know what this rivalry means. So, boy, this will be a good one. Y'all check out my episode later on this week. I'm going to make my picks for the divisional round. Saturday night was one for the ages. I'm sorry if you fell asleep and you missed out, right? Chargers, man, what y'all doing? Chargers, 27-point lead. It was to the point where most people were just tuning out of the game. I mean, you're up 20, you're up 27. You're up, right? You're you're dominating. You're controlling the game. 27 to nothing. And then you let Jacksonville score. Makes it a respectable 27 to 7. Everybody and they mama and they auntie and everybody else they related to, neighbors and friends, knew who was watching this game. This is done. 
And those who stuck around and watched the whole game, you were treated to a masterpiece, right? Let's just call it what it is because Trevor Lawrence got that call in the first half that said, make it interesting. And he did. He did. How you throw four interceptions, Cap? How you do that? Four interceptions. Three to the same person. Shout out to Santiago Samuel Jr. Out there balling like a daddy. Okay? Stunned like a daddy. Did his thing to keep... This Charger team was just... Everybody knew they were going on to the next round. Right? A lot of chatter going around after this collapse now that the Chargers had. But we give props where props is due. What did we say the theme of this podcast was? If you're paying attention, growth. We saw growth of Trevor Lawrence in the second half. All things perfectly balanced. Four touchdown passes in the second half. Stop playing with him. Okay? So Trevor Lawrence is showing, right, why he was hyped, why he had the hype. And he's showing everybody why Urban was wrong. Okay, he's going out there, he's balling, doing this thing. So, the second half, obviously, deciding factor. Chargers is only able to score three points in the second half to the Jaguars 24, which 11 of those came in the fourth quarter. Money time. Went on a walk-off field goal. Hey, you need kickers, you need to be... so. We saw that Jacksonville, to get into the playoffs, that home field helped them so much because they were able to beat the Titans on a crazy play. And here it is again. Duval, y'all stand up, able to do the same thing. For me, my key to the game, right, was not so much predicated on the Chargers collapse, which that collapse ended up having their offensive coordinator let go. Yes, that's it. Let go. Hate to see it. Mr. Lombardi is looking for a new job. Pretty sure he'll land on his feet, though. The key to the game was the Jags, and which might speak to why he got let go, the Jags' ability to limit a very dynamic playmaker. That playmaker's name is Austin Eckler. Holding him to 35 yards on the ground for a 2.7 average not only that, Jacksonville gave you five turnovers. And the collapse still happened. Playoff football, y'all. If you're a Falcon fan, I'm pretty sure you turned it off. Triggered PTSD. Don't like to just use that term kind of loosely, but that's what it was. Trigger warning. Probably got the Atlanta Falcon fans, and social media was buzzing about it as well. So, that Saturday wild card. Just those two games were just great games. But we were in store for more. We were not done. Not to be deterred. We had three games on Sunday. First of that being the Dolphins playing the Bills. No Tua Tonga Valor. We were robbed of seeing Tua play, but health is important. That's the main thing. Don't get it twisted. Y'all not finna skip Bayless me. Health is fully important. So, protecting him is the most important thing. He will be back. Obviously, he will have his chances to do big things in the playoffs. But this game was about Skylar Thompson, right, for the Dolphins. 
thrown into the fire, man. Crazy way to go ahead and get it out. He went 18 to 45 for two touch, 220 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Man, 45 pass attempts. Regulars of the podcast, y'all, y'all know. That's too many. It's too many for me. It's too many for me. You gotta have a rushing game. The Bills defense. Y'all step up. They stepped up. Able to hold Mr. Hill and Mr. Waddle under 100 yards. So that's not bad. That's not bad. But I'm going to tell you something. While Hill and Waddle were dealing with timing in quarterback play, which I'm going to be honest, Skyler made some good plays, clutch plays, especially late. But needless to say, he was not the regular. He was not the main guy. So while those two receivers didn't have great games, Diggs and Davis, they carried the receiving load for the Bills. They had 13 combined receptions for 227 yards and a touchdown. Them boys was playing, playing. This was the third matchup, y'all. Third time they got together. Third time, 31 to 34. Such a close game. Dolphins still had a chance at the end. So no tour, no run game. Things got a little stressful. They didn't call Mike. They didn't call Mr. McDaniel on the sideline, hitting the vape, trying to really get into his zone. The Bills, though, they gonna have to step up. They love to play because they got they got the rematch, right? The game that was postponed and rightfully so. They got Cincinnati. They got Cincinnati. Biggest takeaway is Bills Mafia crowd crazy. Love the adrenaline from this divisional foes going at it in the playoffs. It's no better time to be a fan, I'm telling y'all. Giants took on the Vikings. In the game in which we seen the coming out of one, a.k.a. Mr. Dimes, Danny, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, Going off 24-35, 301 through the air with two touchdowns, no interceptions. Crazy. Who saw this coming? Y'all, y'all, y'all do realize, like, y'all do realize that Daniel Jones is a Duke quarterback, right? So shout out to them Dukies. And guess who else we saw the emergence of? Cause Danny did it. On the, through the air and on the ground, giving you 17 carries for 78 yards. But we saw Saquon Barkley. That was one thing that most Giants fans had been trying to preach to the people who didn't want to listen, that if they had a healthy Saquon and some things just fell into place, they were going to be a tough team. Here is the stage. Let's go. Shout out Brian Dayball, doing his thing as a head coach, killing it. This was also a great game in which the Vikings had a chance to actually come back. And they were gift by many, they were gifted a gift on that last drive. Pass, they roughing roughing the passer. A lot of people didn't feel as as if that was roughing the passer. They could have just called it a personal foul just a hit to the head. Cause clearly that was the only thing that was on that plate, and it wasn't even that bad. 
So they could have got him for the hit to the head, but it definitely wasn't really roughing the passer. Gave him a gift, able to sit up there and do move the ball a little bit. But what everybody was talking about, what was just like a hot topic, was just Kirk Cousins doing Kirk Cousins things. Now, this is not really my statement. This is what everybody else said. So sorry, Kirk, if you're listening, if you happen to listen. It's not really how I feel. But stats and analysis and data say you did the you thing. Which was on fourth down when you need eight yards, you throw a three down a three yard route to the tight end in the flat. That is not. But we get it. These things happen. I'm sure. Looking back at it, they'll want it back. Hell of a season to the Vikings. It's a lot of upside, but it's not over. It's not over for these New York football giants. Can we talk about them just a little bit more? Because this was a back and forth game. This was like, this was a really close game. New York just came out and they established that tone early, y'all. Mr. Hodgins had himself a nice career day. Eight receptions, 105 yards, and a teddy. Mr. Slayton. And shout out to him. Shout out to the coach picking him up. Uh, he had a he had a drop that kind of would have helped ice the game. He had a drop. Coach cheered him up. Defense stepped up for him. Big was able to go ahead and limit Kirk Cousins and, and what they can do on the offensive side. So New York Football Giants they got a tough draw this week for the third time coming up. They will take on the Philadelphia Eagles night game. Crazy. Speaking of night games, that was also crazy. We got another divisional rematch. The Ravens taking on the Bengals. Bengals able to take this one 24-17 in a game which did not feature one Lamar Jackson as he is working himself back to good health. But we were able to see a Mr. Y'all say it with respect. Tyler Huntley stepped in 17-29. 226 yards through the air, two touchdowns, one interception. I don't think you guys hear it. J.K. Dobbins, 13 carries, 62 yards on the ground. J.K. Dobbins just will not be denied, okay? As he was able to also get a touchdown through the receiving. Buckeye fans, stand up. Um... My biggest takeaway, obviously, from this game was just I was impressed with Tyler Huntley, the way he was executing, uh, the way he was looking on some of those read options. He was just amazing, uh, just running the offense, man. I mean, y'all, listen, he does not have, he does not have that Lamar Jackson speed or burst. But it was times in this game where you really thought, like, dang, is that Lamar? So he knows that offense. He's comfortable in it. And this game was so just, it was such an AFC North game. I preach on here that defense wins championships. Y'all know that. But I like to drill that point home so we don't forget it. Um, Defense does win championships. Defense helps, defense travels, all those good cliches. And we saw defense take this game for Cincinnati as, man, when I tell you, when I tell you crazy game as 
you thought the Bengals might actually just okay. So just re quick recap: going down one point, ten to nine at halftime, coming out back and forth game. Cincinnati gets the touchdown, gets the two point conversion. Baltimore said, "Hold up, we ain't done yet." They're able to connect, bring that game twenty to excuse me seventeen apiece. So with the game tied up seventeen, going into the fourth quarter. You feel like it's anybody's game. If you're a Ravens fan, you're stoked. You're hyped. Cincinnati is a very good team. But guess what? We got a chance, and we ain't even got Lamar. Let's go. I'm with all that. I'm with all that. But listen, no. Shout out to Logan Wilson. He is a baller. They will need him to step up even more next week. But Logan Wilson did the thing. He did it, y'all. Those who watch the play, y'all know. Crazy because for many reasons, bunch formation, jumbo packages, two-yard line-ish, you're going to try to jump over a pile. Oh, man. Huntley only, and it wasn't his mistake. It was a it, it was effort play, but at that point, you kind of can't really dangle that ball out like that. But obviously, spatial awareness he probably didn't know he was that far away from the actual goal line. Sticks the ball out. Logan Wilson punches that ball out. Who is there than none other than the Ohio kid, right? The kid from Cincinnati. The kid who went to Ohio State. The kid who ended up being drafted and going to the Cincinnati Bengals. The guy who took the ball and ran it back the other way. 98 yards for a touchdown. Hype moments, y'all. Hype moments. Gotta love them, love to see them. That changed the complexity of the game. Defense helps win games. Defense will help win championships. If you can get key stops like that, because let's be honest, on your road to being a champion, things have to go your way, right? You, you can't always play perfect. You're going to have mistakes. They call it adversity. Things are going to happen. How do they react to that? How are you able to go ahead and keep that going? So one thing we saw here was the fact that they were able to use that defense to get a crucial shot at a crucial point in the game and basically just give some relief to Joe Burrow because he's going to have to gunsling it next week. Boy, this, gonna, this, this weekend, boy, it's going to be a good one. But it's crazy, y'all. My biggest takeaway, Tyler Huntley, he balled out. He balled out. And obviously – Mr. Hubbard had the viral moment of the weekend because that was just crazy. That is what playoff games are about. So at this point, I'm pretty sure fans are loving life everywhere. We had one more game. We had the Monday night game. I was griping about this one. I was like, look, y'all, they're trying to set my boy Tom Brady up. He really not my boy, but you know what I'm saying. They, they gave him the Monday night game. I felt some type of way about that, right? And then I watched a kicker miss four extra point attempts. You kind of see where I'm going with this one, right? Because, yeah, anyway, so Dallas just absolutely took it to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was really one-dimensional the whole night as the Cowboys take the W 31-14 over Tom Brady Bay Buccaneers. Yep, all that good stuff. Just for the sake of it. 
Dallas did not play in that first half that they shut Brady out in the first half. They really controlled this game. The score didn't reflect it because you had a guy who was going through some things in the kicking game. Okay, I'm just going to say that, right? I'm going to be respectful. Dak Prescott played arguably one of his best games of the season in a time when he needed to. 35 35- 25 of 33, 305 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. You got Tony Pollard. He's giving you 77 yards on the ground. Zeke filling in. He didn't do much on the ground. He gave you 13 hard carries for 27 yards. Dak Prescott scrambling out the pocket. Playmaker of the game, y'all. Playmaker of the game, Dalton Schultz. They could not guard him. He had eight targets. He had seven receptions, 95 yards. Two of them touchdowns. Give me them. Two of them things. Okay? J-Ron Curse Got the interception on Tom Brady. I mean, just... Brady looked bad, y'all. He looked bad last night. My man had 66 pass attempts. You heard me right. He was 35 of 66. That sounds like a team basketball stat. Not a not a quarterback. 351 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. How y'all only run the ball 12 times? You can't win football games like that. Y'all got me hype up here, man. I ain't even a Buccaneer fan, but dang. 41 yards on the ground for Rashad White. Leonard Fournette, what the hell was going on? We knew when the season started. They was talking about he was overweight. What the hell was going on with the Buccaneers team? They looked horrible. Y'all, 66 pass attempts? Damn, was this a farewell game or something? Like, that's too much. Y'all don't trust y'all run game that much. Hey, we got a Julio Jones site, though. Man, had 11 targets last night. Stop playing. Yeah, 11 targets, 7 receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Looking like Julio or old. Chris Godwin. Y'all seen him pull up with a D-Way jersey on. 85 yards, 10 receptions. But dang. Man, that kicker though, man. Everybody was on. Everybody was on that kicker, y'all. Let's just be honest. They were, everybody was on that kicker. Man, you can't miss four of them extra points. You only missed man, three all season. And then you go in here and it's crazy. But they're gonna need him next week. If they stand a chance to beat the 49ers, because that's going to be a tough game. <laughs> I don't think y'all know. That one's going to be a tough game for them Cowboys. But we're going to break that down. We're going to get into that. Defense wins games, y'all. I thought I tried to tell you. Don't get it twisted. So shout out to that boy Dak Prescott. He balled out. Sent Tom Brady home. I know a lot of people are upset about that. But that's the way it goes in sports. Thank y'all for listening to an Average Fan Podcast. This has been your host, L. Jones. Remember, rate, like, subscribe, share that podcast. Get it out there. We're doing some big things this year, y'all. Thank you for the support. It's been real. We out.